Hello, everybody. I'm Diane Canada, and we are live. Thank you for joining us at the beginning of a new series this week, Why They're Like the Wizard. So I want to uh, just ask you today to sit back and enjoy the show because we are going to be covering a lot of great ground. Um, I'm going to be joined in a few minutes by my friend Hannah Cannon and Jan Onstott. But I want to talk to you first. You know, conservatives likely know by now that the ultimate goal of these big and scary progressive liberal policies is power. We keep hearing that, right? But exactly how does that power come about? What is the actual roadmap? Like, how does all of this lead to power? The way that power is attained, in my estimation, is it's a solution looking for a problem right? People are being played like a fiddle right now by the progressive politicians. As we've seen in the deep corruption of government for decades now, government is set up to look out for its own self-interest, not the American people. This is how Trump's America first agenda gained a lot of popularity. This is why people were so tired of the swamp and wanted it drained, right? Historically, the pathways to power in socialist and communist regimes were anger and fear. Those were the two tactics. First, rile everybody up, get everybody angry. We're in the heat of that right now with this mob rule we have, this uprising against law enforcement. Anger gets you the power and then fear is how you keep it, right? So once that anger seed takes root, then you water it with fear Threats are made to people who have something to lose, right? So they begin to play ball. We're seeing this play out with the silent majority right now, those that are scared of retaliation from a variety of sources. So they either stay quiet or they become compliant. In an abusive relationship, the abuser uses anger and aggression initially to dominate the other. And then once they establish that position, they switch to fear and intimidation it's a matter of what that person could lose if they don't go along with the abuser. So it works the same way on the larger scale, all the way up to countries. You know, you establish a problem, even one that doesn't exist. You immediately blame the opposition for that problem as they're the bad guy. You establish an enemy and then you set yourself up as the solution. Now, anyone who opposes the problem, whether real or imagined, is going to be seen as the enemy, the bad guy by making you the default authority, even when you lack the knowledge or experience to be the authority. So we're at a crossroads right now, I think, between common sense and groupthink for the purpose of government dependency and ultimately control. If we as a nation can become convinced that more and more government is good and we become more and more dependent on that government, then we are much easier to control. We just saw a great lab test of that with COVID-19 over this last year. A liberal progressive government is simply a solution looking for a problem, always. Free thinking people are empowered and they eventually outgrow democratic policies. They do this because they awaken to their own potential and they prefer to govern their own lives. But Democrat policies, all they're really designed to do is keep people dependent on government and they perpetuate the feelings of offense and they perpetuate a victim mentality. Walking contradictions are easy to spot because they can afford to be liberal because these progressive policies don't affect them. We see it all the time with those on a platform shouting defund the police 
only to watch them escorted off of that platform by their private security detail or police officers. Trust fund babies who go to Ivy League schools and espouse these liberal policies only to graduate and choose professions that uphold corporations and beat down the little guy. So in my humble opinion, education on a variety of levels is the only antidote. The way to return the power to the people is to return to conservative values, which ultimately is a return to common sense. I'm going to explore this today with my friends, but before I bring them on, I want to show you a video that helps kind of drive this message home for us today. Here we go. Please, sir, we've done what you told us. We brought you the broomstick of the Wicked Witch of the West. We melted her. Oh, you liquidated her, eh? Very resourceful. Yes, sir. So we'd like you to keep your promise to us, if you please, sir. Not so fast. Not so fast. I'll have to give the matter a little thought. Go away and come back tomorrow. Tomorrow? Oh, but I want to go home now. You've had plenty of time already. Yeah. Do not arouse the wrath of the great and powerful Oz. I said come back tomorrow. If you are really great and powerful, you keep your promises. Do you presume to criticize the great Oz? You ungrateful creatures, think yourselves lucky that I'm giving you audience tomorrow instead of 20 years from now. Oh, the great Oz has spoken. Oh, pay no attention to that man behind the curtain. The great Oz has spoken. Who are you? Oh, I, I, I am the great and powerful wizard of Oz. You are? Uh, I yes. don't believe you. No, I'm afraid it's true. There's no other wizard except me. You humbug! Yeah. Uh, yes, it's exactly so. I'm a humbug. Oh, you're a very bad man. Oh, no, my dear. I, I'm a very good man. I'm just a very bad wizard. I'd say that pretty much explains my point today. <laughs> so... It's not until we realize that they really have no teeth and we start to take our power back that we get out of this fear and anger that's driving us here in America. So we're going to explore that this week in detail. Um, I really want to go deep with this this week, and I'm hoping that you guys will get a lot out of it. All right. So let me bring in uh, my friends here. I want to bring in first Miss Jan Onstott. She joined us last week. Um, Jan is uh, someone I was explaining to you is a great woman of God, uh, great conservative, and she's also at the top of her game in Mary Kay, has had so many pink Cadillacs at this point. I don't even know how many, but she is just really uh, one of these terrific leaders in our community and someone who realizes now the importance of no longer being apathetic in politics, getting involved at the local level and bringing other women along with her. So come on in to the show, Miss Jan. How are you? <laughs> it's one of my favorite movies, The Wizard of Oz. I think I was like uh, traumatized by that in my youth and the tornadoes and everything. The flying monkeys, yeah. The flying monkeys. And listen, as you go down into my husband's man cave, it, there's a placard above there that says, I have flying monkeys and I'm not afraid to use them. <laughs> 
<laughs> That's awesome. I love it. I love it. We're going to have a lot of fun with this show this week, I think. Even though it's a serious topic, we're going to have fun with it. And also, I would love to bring in my friend, Hana. You guys met Hana last week on the show. All of these ladies are going to be with me um, ongoingly, so I'm glad you're enjoying getting to know them, too. They make for great discussion here in our sense of community on the show. Hana is a fantastic businesswoman, again, a conservative woman of God. She's a great mom, too. And uh, she is engaged to Quincy McKnight, who is running for the U.S. Congress here at District 5 in, in Tennessee. So please welcome in. My friend Hannah Cannon. Hello, Miss Hannah. Hey, Diane. Hey, Jan. Hey, everyone. So hey. I have to say, Wizard of Oz is my favorite movie, but for a different reason. I love shoes. Any oh. all of my friends will tell you <laughs> that I have amazing shoe collection. Yes. So I love I love her shoes. Whenever she would click her heels, that's how I feel when I go out and about, and it's time to go home. Click my heels <laughs> to get home. Um, but unfortunately, you know, I turned into a pumpkin, you know, once I get home from, you know, that's kind of the Cinderella movie. But yeah. <laughs> <Relating> <laughs> your fairy tales there. <laughs> do you have ruby slippers? <laughs> I don't, but I do have some heels that are shimmery like that. So okay. I, don't get okay. to, I don't get to wear them off. No. <laughs> Good. Good. Well, we're going to have fun today. Like I said, and, and you guys that are watching, please weigh in. We uh, invite your live comments during the show. Um, we can see folks watching from Facebook, from LinkedIn, from YouTube, from Periscope. So we know you're out there. Uh, and please weigh in and share your thoughts with us today, too. All right, guys. So one of the things I'd like to address first is, you know, a lot of people are fearful right now, right there. We have, we have this mob rule kind of culture that's going on right now. A lot of people genuinely are afraid to, uh, they're so afraid to be seen as whatever the ist is, like white, white supremacist or racist or whatever it is. I mean, there, there's all kinds of labels out there right now. They're so afraid of that, that they're either being very silent and compliant because they're scared they're going to lose their job. They're scared somebody's going to come and attack, you know, their family. We have this going on. So how I want to just talk about how can we explain to people that I'm not saying that 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 there aren't bad things that can happen. But how do we understand that we really have more power, you know, than we realize it really is. There really are a lot more of us than there are of them. And we just have this perception of this big, scary wizard, right? So we need to show people that it's really just a, a man behind a curtain pulling a lot mm -hmm. of strings, playing us like a fiddle, like I said. So what thoughts come to mind as we talk about this, guys? What do you yeah. think, man? Oh, well, you know, I love that little line about pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. Already <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. there. So, um, you know, and I think, Dorothy was empowered when she realized that the wizard was just a hologram. Yes. I, I yes. just think, you know, just a kind of a figment of our imaginations. And she was able to get an eye-to-eye, voice-to-voice conversation with this man who, uh, you know, showed up as the wizard. But, yeah. you know, really to diffuse that by just finding that common ground, that common place where, where, you know, what we really all want, I think, is to be able to just live our lives freely in a free society. And, you know, you can do what you'd like to do. I can do it within boundaries, of course. Mm -hmm. um, but I really do believe at the end of the day, 
all of us would like to, you know, be able to live our lives and worship in the way that we'd love to do. Um, and to do that without, you know, ruffling any feathers. And mm -hmm. so, you know, finding that common ground is, mm -hmm. is really the key, I think. Well, I, th I love, at the, if you remember at the end of that movie, um, do you remember like the, the whole tone of it was she had the power all along. She just didn't yeah. know it. Right. Mm -hmm. The Tin Man had the heart all along. The Scarecrow had the brain all along. The, the lion had the courage all along. It's realizing we have that power within us and going back to our spiritual, you know, grounding in that we have that power because we're God's children, right? Light always overcomes darkness. And so if we just start tapping in, I think to that power that's already in us, that's how we're going to start to turn the tide. What thoughts come to mind for you, Hannah, as we dig into this topic? So Diane, you 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 took the words out of my mouth. That's oh, exactly, I'm sorry. <laughs> that's exactly where I was going uh, because once Dorothy realized that she had the power, you know, she you know the sky was the limit. And so with us, uh, and I was thinking about this before the show, Diane, and you know, um, before we can educate ourselves and educate anyone else, we need to let go of our past and the baggage and look within. Mm -hmm. um, an analogy would be, you know, when I travel, um, if I travel too heavy with too many bags, you know, I'm going to miss my plane, right? If I'm, you know, struggling with all these bags. Also, when I get to my destination, if I have too many bags, I sh won't be able to buy anything new to put in my bags, uh, which always <laughs> happens. So I've learned to pack light because I know where wherever I'm going to go, I want to fill um, that, those bags with some new items. Mm -hmm. um, so spiritually, I'm, I'm telling you this um, to use that for, you know, the spiritual side, you know, we have to let go of the bags from our past, you know, um, you know, and I speak from experience. I'm not speaking from what I've read or heard, but what I've lived. Um, and, mm -hmm. you know, there have been, you know, things that it's hard to let go when people have hurt you in the past. It's hard to change you know, perceptions on um, the left or the right, uh, mm -hmm. white and black. Mm -hmm. um, we, you know, for myself, you know, and I think many women here at some point in our, in our life, we have been living in an alley with mm -hmm. no place to go. Mm -hmm. That's actually a song. If you like to hear it, I'll share with <laughs> you later. <laughs> but, um, one of the reasons why uh, so many people right now uh, are living in an alley with no place to go and they're only uh, uh, dependent upon the government's help mm -hmm. is because we, myself and many others, have not done the best job that we can do at opening our doors mm -hmm. at sharing our help, um, our education that you speak of that they need. Um, it's very important, again, before we start educating others that we look within ourselves, get rid of the too many bags. You know, no one wants to, you know, when they see us coming, they run because we have too many bags. And mm -hmm. when I say bags, the bags is, the bags could be anything of, uh, you know, past bad experiences with another culture, past, you know, bad experiences in family, you know, childhood, all of those things. We need to look within and, you know, um, look within ourselves and get to know ourselves better. And um, then we can move forward to educating ourselves, feeling more um, 
you know, into into our bag that's now is light so that we can share with others mm -hmm. um, more effectively. What I'm hearing, what I'm hearing from you there, Hannah, is that um, we need to make peace with ourselves. You know, mm -hmm. we need to make peace with yeah. ourselves and our own our own fears and our own um areas of anger and all of that. And then we mm -hmm. have the room then for love to come in and then we can pour yes. that out on other people. Um, right. You know, mm -hmm. you, you said something there that was so key that we, you know, and I, and I talked about it a little bit in my opening when we're a free thinking people, right. A critically thinking people, then we do outgrow these Democrat policies, you know, uh, mm -hmm. Democrat policies are only meant, I mean, I, I feel like they are meant to just perpetuate victimhood you know, and perpetuate offense. And Cheryl, uh, Cheryl Brown shared this on the show last week. She's the chairman of the Williamson County GOP. And she's talking about um, one of her pet projects that she's involved in is helping people to get up and out of the projects. And she was talking mm -hmm. about how it's really set up against them because if they start to make more money, then they just get a higher rent in the projects and it kind of keeps them there. And she talked mm -hmm. about this a lot, you know, so Jan, if you will just weigh in on this for a minute, do you feel like, you know, the Democrat policies weigh people down and kind of keep them in that hamster wheel? Yeah, you know, I really loved what you said about, you know, common sense, which is not common anymore because, mm -hmm. you know, in schools we're teaching all these interesting topics instead of critical thinking skills. Yes. And the critical thinking mm -hmm. skills are necessary mm -hmm. for us to play out any kind of policy that is put in place. Um and see the end result of that and then back the truck up and, you know, make the adjustment here, um, you know, at the starting point of the mm -hmm. policy. So, mm -hmm. you know, to, to really get, uh, you know, people back into those critical thinking skills mm -hmm. and yeah. projecting out and seeing the end, end result of that. And then the whole victim mentality, we got to make sure we like what Hannah said about the baggage. Uh -huh. That can be baggage in our own way as well. If we're yeah. not careful to you know, have to get mm -hmm. that dealt with, with the Lord, yeah. that mm -hmm. we don't have any of that, that we're carrying into a situation that would color how we look at it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I want to, and you're so right. That was some great points. And I, I especially loved your point earlier about it being like a hologram, right? This perception. Mm -hmm. And when I say that, uh, you know, we have a lot of people, mm -hmm that have infiltrated, you know, media, major media, um, and a lot of liberals who have infiltrated these, these stations. I was having a talk with my dad earlier today and I was saying, well, Fox news is like the top rated. He said, yeah, but you've got what four or five, you know, liberal media stations that are, there's more of them it appears because there's, they're in more outlets. But when we, when we look at America as a whole, uh, like I shared with you before, America leans just center to right. And that's that's straight from my friend Brian Wilson. And I tend to agree with him. We have, you know, radicals on both ends. But most of America is just left, or, or I'm sorry, just right of center in their belief system. And so it appears, though, because they've got NBC and ABC and, you know, a lot of these stations kind of locked down. And then we have, you know, big tech also perpetuating a lot of these liberal policies. And we have an educational system all the way through to the Ivy League colleges that are perpetuating and indoctrinating people. It, mm -hmm. They're doing this 
Uh, we, we feel like there's a lot more of them, but it really is a hologram right now. Now, I think if we allow it to keep going, I think we're going to be in trouble because I think, you know, they're doing this. They're starting kids now. They're wanting to start them at three years old, you know, in the public school sector. But you know, and I want to get into education more in a minute. But what are your thoughts on that, Hannah, as I as I talk about that? It being more there's more of us, but we don't really think there there are because of so many outlets that are pumping out this liberal agenda. Yes. Um, so as I uh, have been on the campaign trail with Quincy throughout Tennessee and all over the country, uh, we've met many minorities throughout this country who are conservative. And yeah. it's more than you think. There, there are many more of us, and I can attest to that, especially minority, in the minority community. Good. Um, so I, I, I'm confident in that area from what I've seen. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm speaking from what I've seen, not from what I've heard or read. Mm -hmm. um, so um, I believe that we're on the right track. And um, I, you know, as I go around and meet new people, I'm always um, challenging them to let go of their misconceptions, mm -hmm. um, yeah. open their mind to learning something new, mm -hmm. um, and then also providing them with uh, the 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 um, information for them to select which direction they want to go. So for yeah. example, I may invite them to one of the organizations I'm a part of, such as Nashville Republican Women, Yes, you know, yes. where we mm -hmm. educate, we encourage, and we empower women mm -hmm. to get involved in the political arena in yeah. their local area. Um, and then we also encourage them to, you know, do their own research. Mm -hmm. um, you know, do their own research on candidates who are coming out to say, you know, they're running in their district or their councilmen or their congressmen, you know, get to know those those candidates and uh, make a, you know, a conscious decision and effort on um, uh, selecting, you know, the right candidate during an election. So mm -hmm. um, those things are key um, to, to, you know, and I think, like I said, we're on the right track. There are many more of us. Um, there are a few who are silent. Um, and I know that um, they, they don't come on shows like this. <laughs> they may not come to the National Republican Women meeting with me when I come, but they said, hey, I'm with you. But I'm yeah. not coming outside, uh, you know, with a big poster and whatnot. So you will have those few like that. Mm -hmm. But I believe there are more of us and we just need to continue pushing that momentum <laughs> and, and being that shining beacon of light that you are, Diane, you, Jan, and that I believe that I am as well. Mm -hmm. that's, mm -hmm. that's what we can do. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, we always want to give you guys who are watching, we always want to give you things that you can take away from the show and apply right away. And, you know, when you're, when you're talking with friends who are in minorities, um, especially in the black community, there's a great resource out there that you can pick up today and start to educate yourself. It's a little controversial, but I think she is so great at explaining this, this topic we're talking about right now. Candace Owens has a book out called Blackout. It's uh, how to escape the Democratic plantation, something along those lines. But, um, but Blackout is the name of the book. And Candace Owens is a, she's a fire starter. You know, she is out there right now really debunking a lot of these uh, ideals, a lot of these, you know, deep rooted now policies and, and influence that, that the Democrat mm -hmm. policies have, have had on people, especially those in the inner city. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I feel like if, if, 
if they ever do finally wake up and realize that they are being so many, not just, I'm not talking, trying to narrow it down to any one race, but I'm just saying as a people that we are just being played against each other. If we could just see that, then we could start to take our power back, you know, start to pull that curtain back and say, yeah, we're not, yeah, we're not going to play. <laughs> we're yeah. not playing that game. You know, we Definitely. are Americans and we are united. We stand divided. We fall. Yes. Um, yeah. Weigh in on this one, Jan. Well, I was just thinking when you said Candace Owens was kind of a fire starter, I think of myself as just the opposite. I want to be the fire putter outer. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh -huh. But at the same time, you know, I feel sadness about where we are as a nation. It's always at the forefront of my prayers that God would, um, reveal his truth and expose the evil, just like yeah. the wizard, the curtain, pull back the curtain, yeah. pull back the curtain yeah. and show us what's really happening. But at the same time, I was thinking uh, after the election, you know, I could get all caught up and sort of immersed in what I can't control and what I don't like, <clears throat> or I could go out and do something yeah. that I can do. Yeah. And we talked about this last week that sometimes we talk about prayer like, well, all I can do is pray. Well, hey, that's a, the first line of defense. And that's yes. the first line of offense mm -hmm. also yes. to activate, you know, heaven, activate heaven. Yes. And so, you know, to, to start there and then to, you know, I've kind of kept a bleacher seats um, mm -hmm. for the political realm. And so now I need to get off of the bleachers Mm -hmm. and learn about the game mm -hmm. and how to play the game. Mm -hmm. And so I at least know what's going on. Like, you know, I'm not a big football fan. I hope I'm not offending anyone. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but, you know, because I don't know how to play football, I don't know anything about it. I don't want to watch it. Yeah. And so, therefore, it goes on without me anyway. Mm -hmm. And so I think, you know, I, politics are happening that way, too. Things are going on with or without me. And my influence. So I need to get out on the on the floor. I need to get educated. I need to take some steps. Mm -hmm. And um, so I've been kind of tapping Diane for some of those steps that I need to take and and get out there on the on the playing field. Yeah. Yeah. And and like I also shared last week, and hi Lisa, Lisa Payne's watching. Good to see you. Um, good. I'm glad you're gonna get blackout. That's great. Um, yeah, what I saw on, you know, last, what I was sharing last week is that I saw so many people uh, really raising their hand after the election ended. And again, most of you know that I just ran for the Tennessee State House of Representatives. And so I think maybe because I was a tangible person that they could reach out to, like they know a lot of people who knew me, they were calling, blowing up my phone and saying, what do we do? Just mm -hmm. tell us what to do. They're absolutely 100% freaked out about the election results. And now they're off the fence. Like you're saying, they're off the bleachers now, Jan. And they're like, okay, how do, teach me how to play the game. You know, yes. and so that's what this show is all about, is trying to give you in bite-sized pieces, digestible pieces. We want to lay the foundation on, you know, what the real truth, what, what the real issues are. Not the imaginary holograms like you're talking about, but the real, you know, boots on the ground issues and then what you can do in your community. So we talk about this. You can start by showing up at this show every day, learning, mm -hmm. learning, learning in a, in, in a digestible way, picking up these books that we're recommending, getting involved in the in your women's groups that are really active, 
I'm not saying that you have to become a full-blown activist, but you can start to plug in to places where you can start doing some good in your community. So the Nashville Republican women, like Hannah just talked about, she and I are both leaders in that group, and we would love to have you. You can go on the Tennessee Federation of Republican Women or the National Federation of Republican Women, wherever you're at in the country, and they will give you chapters where you can start mm-hmm. showing up and joining and just getting involved. We get speakers in. We had Jenna Ellis in. Um, Hannah, let's talk about for a minute, like who all's been coming into our club and what it's like to come to these meetings. Well, the the energy coming into the meeting is fabulous because you know we're all you know in our own silos at home, at work, with kids, school, whatever it is you're doing, and so it's a moment to come take your hat off, let your hair down, mm-hmm. um, and just be yourself, your authentic mm-hmm. self. This is what I bring to this group. Um, I, I appreciate everyone's different personalities. Um, mm-hmm. I appreciate the diversity in age, in looks, in color. I appreciate that. Um, and mm-hmm. so I just appreciate the energy and I also appreciate the education that we get. Uh, we've heard we've heard speakers local from our local councilmen. Um, like you said, Jenna Ellis, um, also uh, a slew of other um, congressmen, congresswomen, you know, that we have coming down the pike to, to speak to our group and educate us. Um, I did, before we run out of time, wanted to share a book that um, I met a lady, awesome lady at CPAC this year, Diane mm-hmm, Jam. Mm-hmm. Her name is Kathy Barnett, um, African-American lady who actually ran for Congress in Pennsylvania. She is a businesswoman and a homeschooler. So I was like, oh, wait, I need to hear your story. She wrote this book called Nothing to Lose, Everything to Gain, being black, being black and conservative in America. And let me tell you, if you want to get into the head of a black woman who's conservative, read that book. Um, Don't just listen to me read that book. She shares a lot of insight of her upbringing, how she became the woman she is, Mm. what inspires her, her passion. I mean, she's helped me um, as I navigate my road um, in in the political arena um, as well. So I just wanted to share that with you. you Yeah, thank you. (laughs) And um, as we get ready to close, because again, we're out of time, it goes so fast. Um, But (laughs) Before we close today, um, I do want to mention one little caveat to what uh, Hannah was saying about the National Republican Women uh, Mm -hmm. and all of our federated groups around the country Mm -hmm. is that you don't have to know a lot about politics to come in. In fact, if the less you know, the more welcome you are, because we want more and more people to right. learn. You know, right. we're there to right. teach and we're there to share wisdom and share right. knowledge. Yeah. We have some ladies who've been in the club for 20, 30 years. Um, and then we have others who are brand new and who are completely, mm-hmm. you know, newbies. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we take we just love uh conservative women who are stepping up and who want to get involved. And this is where you can plug in in a safe place. Our group is this is like a 70 year old club. I believe it is. Didn't we just pass 70 years and uh, very, very uh, politically, they're big political influencers. Let me just put it that mm-hmm. way. Um, mm-hmm. So we get really great speakers coming in to teach us and uh, and guide us. Mm-hmm. So, all right, ladies, we are out of time. So we're going to pray over everyone who is watching. Thank you all for tuning in today. Um, like I said, all week, we are going to be talking about this topic of why they're like the wizard. So we'll be coming at it from different angles and empowering you to do uh, to, to hopefully inspire you to action in your community. Uh, but let's go ahead and uh, and pray over everyone. So, uh, Hannah, would you like to take the prayer today? Would that sure, be okay? sure, sure, sure. Right. 
Lord, thank you for this time we've had together. Thank you, Lord, for this opportunity again. Um, thank you for Diane's obedience and having this show, Lord. Now uh, we ask that you go with us as we part from uh, this show and be with every woman who's listening, every man who may be listening to uh, the sound of our voice. Um, go with them in their homes, in their communities. Give them uh, the power and the strength where they may be weak, Lord, um, and just equip them, Lord, to... Um, to uh, minister to their to your people, however um, best for them, Lord. Um, but bring us back together safely um, at the appointed time, which would be tomorrow. And Lord, we just ask all these things in your name, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Hannah. All right. Thanks, guys. We'll see you back tomorrow, three o'clock. Have a great Thank day. Thank you. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye.